Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message from one of our pastors, Jim Walsh. I'm Jim, I'm the Community Life Pastor. It's good to be here this morning. Uh, our lead pastor, Zach, is leading our team from Indonesia home. Right about now, they're on a long flight home. So take just a, a second with me and pause. Let's just pray over them as they, they finish their last leg of this trip. Jesus, thank you for this church that just continues to send people all around the world for your glory. Thank you, Lord, what you're putting in us. And there's a deposit that the Holy Spirit has put into that team that they're going to bring back to us, Lord, to just help, to help transform us and to change us and to make us more like you. Lord, thank you for allowing them to go. Lord, I just pray your safety, your protection over that plane and every person on that team. I pray, Lord, that they would just sense your presence in a sweet way. And we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. I know you just sat down, but we're going to stand again to read our text this morning. So if you'll stand with me. And, uh, and, and I realize there's certain cues that you guys need. If you have your Bible, sometimes I forget that and I realize that it throws you off. So there you go. First Corinthians 12 says this, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free. And all were made to drink of one spirit, for the body does not consist of one member but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in one body, each one of them as he chose. God bless you. You can be seated. There's one body. The body of Christ is compared to the human body here. We kind of see that. And, and the Word of God describes the human body as fearfully and wonderfully made. And when you just think about how you can, it's, it's such a great type and shadow of the body of Christ, the human body is, because it's just so amazingly uh, complex and everything else. And we haven't even, you all know that, we haven't even begun to discover all the things about the human body. It's just, it's just fascinating. It's just a perfect type. So he's, he's emphasizing here the many members of the body, and it takes so many members of the body to make the body work and to function. So he's talking about that. And, you know, internally, externally, I mean, we, I don't, maybe somebody's tried to count them, but I mean, they're too, there's too many parts to even count. And I just know that I'm thankful for every one of them, whether I know it or see it. Or, and some, a lot of my, you know, I don't want to see all those parts that make me work. I, I don't, I just want them all, I just want them all to be there when Jesus comes. That's all, right? As most of you do. Uh, but the truth is, most of the time you don't even know those parts are there and are functioning and working until one of them is not working, and then you go, yes, or one of them has an issue. For instance, when you stub your toe, right? Here's a graph of what, when I stub my toe, this is usually how it works. If it's going to be a, a, a stub toe, it's going to be the pinky. And it's usually going to be in the middle of the night, and you're usually going to hit the corner of a bed. And you know how it is. If you're like me, you try not to totally wake yourself up when you have to get up in the middle of the night. So you're, you're trying to kind of stay in that comatose state to get back to your bed, and then wham! 
And all of a sudden, thousands of parts come alive in your body. <laughs> and they all come down, little toe, what's going on with you, you know? And they, they all come alive. And so you don't even know they're there until moments like that. And, and that's kind of the way our body is made. Um, and it's just kind of the way. And imagine if, <clears throat> if we were just one big glaring eyeball. That, that's fun to look at, isn't it? <laughs> we're just going to keep that on the whole service. Intimidate you, drive you crazy. <laughs> but you know, if, if we were just one big glaring eyeball, nothing would ever get done. There would be no arms or hands, fingers, or anything else to get anything done. So let's just pause and do a little quiz as this eye is staring at you. Ask you a couple of questions. Feel free to say yes or no as loud as you want, or I mean, so we can hear you. Don't be shy, is what I'm saying. Where God has placed you, does it have to please you? Are you a member of the body of Christ? Has he made you a certain kind of member that fits into a certain place in the body? Yes. Was it your choice? No. Can you place yourself anywhere in the body that suits you and it go well with you? No. Is it up to you to decide what part of the body you are and what you want to do and how you want to function? No. Again, it's, 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 it says it's, he is as he chose. He set those members. So, you know, word of caution is I know that so often... We want to kind of place ourselves into those, those positions that we like or where we want to be. But here it says, God chose them. God set those places in the body of Christ. That's, the way, that's just the way it works. So if you're an ear, you're just not going to make a decent nose. It's just not going to work. You can put on nose makeup. You can take smelling lessons. You can get multiple degrees in smelling. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> if you are a finger, it's not going to work that you want to be a toe. Right? I mean, check out your hand, right? Imagine those bad boys right on the end of your foot. (laughs) Try to buy shoes to fit that. And think about the weight and the pressure that those things would take. And they're not meant to bear that kind of weight. You know, they just don't. If you're a finger, you know, you can, you, if you're a finger, you could get a degree in toeology and go to toe clubs and do all kinds of stuff. And you can say, you know what? I'm a toe. I'm going to just wear shoes on my hands. It's not going to change nothing. You're a toe. It's just the way it is. And every year you could just frustrate yourself and say, God, don't you know how much I want to be a toe? Please, God, I'm praying another year. Make me a toe, make me a toe, make me a toe. And God's just going to say, you're wasting your time. I didn't make you a toe. I made you a finger. That's what I made you. It's your place. And that's what you're supposed to do. It was already decided by God what, what you would do and where your place would be in the body of Christ. So you, and here's the deal. You're not going to get God to change. That's what he decided. And that's what he purposed for you. That's what it says here in this, this portion of scripture. And let me just say this, I hate to tell you this, but you really just don't have a better idea than God, right? Can we just be honest with ourselves? Your idea is not better than his. So if you're a finger, glory in being a finger, right? I mean, you can admire and thank and respect and esteem toes, but you're not one. But just don't try to be one. Just be who you are. God made you to be who you are and be that and, and glory in it and have a good time. So rejoice in the choice that God made for you. But we have a place. He has a place that you do fit. Every single one of us. Every single one of us has a place that's just designed just for you. And a place where your graces work, a place where your gifts work, a a place that he has designed just for you. So we have so many different unique places and purposes in the body of Christ that God is wanting to do uh, and use us for. So um, with that in mind, let me just go through three thoughts this morning and just kind of make this really clear to all of us. Number one, I just kind of really said that. Every one of us has been given a place. There you go. The eye is gone. It's not looking at you any longer. Every one of us 
has a place. A, a, be, a better biblical word for place really is, a gra- is, is, is the word grace. Every one of us has been given a grace. Because grace is more than just the unmerited, <clears throat> undeserved favor of God. A grace is also, it also means divine influence. Divine influence. He gives you an ability to be and do what he made you to do. And it's a supernatural place in the body of Christ that he made you to, to, to fit in and to be a part of. And that, there's a grace for that. And, and there's a grace that, we, that comes to, to be able to do that specific spot that he chose for you. And so some, some of those graces God puts in us at birth. It's been really, we, we got to go yesterday and, and hold uh, Nigel, Spencer, and, and, you know, and all of a sudden you look around and there's all these beautiful babies being born in the last several weeks, baby boom. And sometimes God deposits those graces at birth, you know. And when you're born, it's just a, here's your grace. You know, there's a certain grace that he has just for you. Some of those graces come along after you get born again and give your life to Jesus. There's a deposit of grace there. Some graces come along as, as you have served and, and have been obedient in the kingdom for a while. Then there's, another, like, there's other deposits of grace. But the Lord is the one who gives us those graces to do what he's called us to do. So there's a grace to salvation. But what I'm talking about are the graces that are in us that have been deposited into us to supernaturally find our place and fill our place in the body of Christ. Here's what it says in Ephesians. There's, only, there's one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Are you getting that? But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So this is not, when, we, so when we're talking about you all have been given grace, it's not talking about God's graciousness to you. It's talking about a grace that God has put in you to do what it is that he's called you to do supernaturally for the body of Christ. So, let's, so understand, look around the room, all of you. There's not one person here that that deposit hasn't been given to. We all have a place in the body of Christ. Isn't that awesome? But number two is this. We must esteem the place or esteem the graces of God that is in us and, and others. And so, you know, again, just take a look, take a second, take five seconds, scan the room, just look around the room. And you just see all these amazing faces and people that God has created and designed for a specific place. But we need to esteem that. We need to see how valuable and be thankful for and make a big deal about all those graces that are represented in this room. That's really, if you've been a part of Connection Point and we do the VIP banquet every year, that's really what that is. The volunteer banquet is just us. That's really the essence of it. We're giving glory to God for the, the varied amount of graces that are represented here and everybody that's in their place doing what God crafted them to do. That's really what it is. And, that's, and so, you know, be thankful for it. And that's what we're doing. We're just making a big deal about the grace. We're esteeming the gifts that God has and is represented in this body. That's really what's going on there. And so we need to esteem it. We need to know that it's there. And not make a deal. You know, I'm not talking about you making a big deal about yourself. I'm talking about, because you didn't put that. You're not the one that said, hey, I put that in me. Check me out. It's not making a big deal about it for yourself because you didn't put it there. This is something you cannot take credit for. It's a Holy Spirit divine deposit that's been put into you. 
And so, you know, other times it's just really easy to look around and you can see the deposits of grace that are in other people and sometimes we don't even recognize it in ourselves. But the Lord wants us to take time to be thankful for and make a big deal about those things there. And because sadly, there might be people in this room who still don't even understand what the grace that they've been given to do what it is God's called them to do. And that would be so sad if we saw that. Because the truth is, a lot of times, we can see the grace that God has put in other people more than we can see the grace in ourselves. And it would be awful if somebody said, you know what, I just have no idea. No one's ever really told me. No one's ever, ever, ever has seen it, spoke to it, esteemed it, was thankful for it. So I never really knew it was there. So when we see that, we have a responsibility to each other to esteem that and recognize it and make a big deal about it. Because why? We're not being prideful. We're just bragging on that's, that was the deposit the Holy Spirit put in you. And I just want to take time to recognize that. And we need to do that because that will draw things out of you like, not, like nothing else will. To ignore them or to make light of them is to, to make light of the creator who put them on the inside of us. And we don't want to do that. Because, but, you know, notice again, in a, if you read through the, no, uh, the New Testament, you'll notice that phrase come up many, many different times. Paul will say, grace unto you, grace be unto you, grace be unto you. Because Paul knew how that everything he did was influenced and give, he was given a grace to do everything he did as the Apostle Paul. I mean, you think about the work of the Apostle Paul and what he did for the body of Christ and for the kingdom of God. And he's, it was clear to him, it was evident to him constantly, everything he did was just because of the grace of God. And so we just need to see that. So go ahead and say that with me. Just say, I have grace. Grace is in me. Some, that might, for some of you, that might be the first time you ever said that. And you need to know that. Know that it's true. There's a grace in you. Romans says this, for the, by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think of himself with sober, sober judgment. So Paul was very, very, very conscious of the fact that that grace had been put in. And again, like I said, New Testament, so many times Paul was saying, grace, grace be unto you. you know, and, and he would say so many times, I don't deserve to be called an apostle. I, was, I, I persecuted the church. He would say that, but then he would turn right around and say, but I, since I've become a believer, I've outworked everybody. And you could read that and you go, yeah, Paul's just a little, what's up with that? A little kind of prideful, kind of arrogant, you know, but that's, but how could he say that? Because he knew it wasn't me. He wasn't bragging on himself. He was bragging on the grace that was deposited in him because he knew he couldn't do that. So he's not saying don't think highly of yourself. He says just don't think more highly of yourself than you should. We should think highly of the grace that's been deposited because who was it deposited into you by? God. So if he puts this gift in, you go, eh, it's not really that big a deal. It's like, wait a minute. You don't understand the gift. You don't understand the one who put it in you. So it's okay to think highly of it because you know that you didn't do it. You can't take credit for it. It's not you. So that's just a sober judgment to think that you can do something and it's not, you know, that you take credit for it. That's thinking more highly than you should because you're taking credit for something that's clearly, it's only through the Holy Spirit and the the work of Jesus that you can even have that. So it's okay to say thank you to somebody when they say, wow, when when you're operating in your gift and your grace in the body of Christ, if you know, well, you know, I'm, you know, you, 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 sometimes we try to be too humble and that doesn't work. You should just say thank you. That's God's grace in me. Let's just, you know, God gets the glory, because you know and you recognize I couldn't do that without Him. It just wouldn't happen, right? So we need to esteem it. You have a grace. Take time to be make a big deal about it. Esteem it. See the value of it. See the value of that in each other. And recognize it. Make a big deal of it. Number three, we must operate in our, 
in our place or in our, in our grace according to faith. According to faith. It says this in the, the rest of Romans 12, 3. Each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned... For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith. How far can you go in these gifts that you have? It's all according to how your faith develops that you can access more grace. So as your faith develops in those graces that, that God's put into you and you apply your faith to that, you can, it's like you can, you can access more grace that's available for you to do what it is that he's graced you to do. But I want, you need to see that there is a part that you have to play in the grace that God has deposited in you. So he's put it in you, but then we need to apply our faith to say, okay, how can I, get more, how can I operate in that more? How can I operate that in, in its fullness? Because the truth is, I hope we all know that, you know, we were created for more than just coming here and sitting in a chair. Are we, do, we all, do we all agree on that? Do we all agree that we were created for so much more than just coming in and singing hallelujah, singing the psalms, songs, and going home? We have a place. We have a job that, that the Holy Spirit has supernaturally put into us to do. We are graced to serve. It says in verse 7 and 8, it goes on, if service... In our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in his generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So whatever your grace is, do it. That's, that's basically what it's saying. Whatever your grace is, then do it. And you can look through that list, and even just looking at that list, some of you identify, oh, yeah, oh, that's me. That one, maybe no. You can already tell because why? The Holy Spirit's to put something in you that, that stirs you. When you see that, you go, that's me. That's, that's my grace. So whatever it is that he's graced you to do, do it. Robin, my wife Robin is here with me in this service, and Robin can tell you, and, and I tried to go back 35 years ago when I started in ministry, and the first time that my senior pastor said, I, need you to, I want you to preach on a Sunday night. Oh, man, that was a fun night, let me tell you. I sweated over that sermon. I'd never, I, when I got called to ministry, I never taught anybody anything about anything. I just showed up and you know I went to school and got some teaching and, and that kind of thing but I mean nothing really I mean, te- when you're actually here in this moment it's a totally different thing and you know I sweated over the sermon I put it all together and I mean I had pages of notes and I remember actually I remember my pastor came to me later and he just, I left my notes on there and he's like wow I mean he just looked at me like really all this why do you I mean I just poured through it and it took me six minutes to deliver my first message I was spent. I was done. That's it. That's all I got for you. Um, but I'm telling you, I, I mean, and again, this is just why. This is the grace in me. I'm not thinking more highly of myself because I know I couldn't do that. But I'm telling you, there's a big contrast from that day that I spoke on that Sunday night to this moment right now. And you all should be thankful. <laughs> if you were there, it was not pretty. Robin, Robin could say amen probably louder than anybody. It's the same as like when I, you know, when I got called in ministry and then I got called in youth ministry, I thought as a youth pastor that, that you had to play guitar. Nobody, I just thought, oh, youth ministry, I better go get a guitar. So I went to a pawn shop. This is the first guitar I ever bought right here. <laughs> that thing's been, you, the, the, the reason you can see the strings are in the hole because the neck got broken on it. Somebody, a teenager stepped on it or something. 
broke it. And then they signed it all. And that was nice. And then I kept it in storage for 15 years. I'm like, why am I carting this thing around? And I gave it the, the boot. Anyhow. Uh, but Robin can tell you those first days of leading worship. Oh, they were precious. <laughs> they were amazing. Man, Jesus would just, psh, it was a struggle. I mean, it was C chord. Uh, uh. F chord. Uh, uh. I mean, it, it, was, it was like that. It was bad. And I mean, if I found the key, that was a bonus, honestly. Seriously. And I mean, I know that I'm better than that now. And you should all be thankful that it's not that way on Sunday morning. It's like, what's going on up there? That wouldn't be good. That'd be, it just wouldn't happen. So, but here's the thing. I, the more I would play like that, something in me would say, I know there's more to get. I can get better. Not like in a sense of, if I just practice harder. I knew that if I just kept trusting the Holy Spirit and just kept showing up and I'd pick up that guitar, that the grace would be there. And he'd give me more. And he'd give me more. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, because there was a time I could have went, forget this. I don't care. I just, this is too painful. I'm not playing. And just walked away from the guitar because it was work. Because, you know, I had to be diligent and practice and all that. But listen, I couldn't even wanted to practice and do it all if it wasn't for the deposit of the Holy Spirit to begin with. And then he says, Jim, if you'll just apply your faith to that, not your practice and your diligence. Because uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So it, he didn't say, Jim, just practice and be diligent. He says, apply your faith to that. If you'll just keep showing up and, and just there's more grace, I'm going to give you more grace to play the guitar better. I'm going to give you more grace to teach better. And I just kept, just kept going and just kept by faith. Here I am, Lord. You know, and I, could just, I would just say, it'll be there. I just know God's going to show me. He's just going to give me what it takes to do what it is. And, I, and I'm just going to take steps toward that. I'm just going to expect him to be there and show up and give me the anointing to do it. And, and that's how it works. It's, it's, it's really, can I just tell you, it's not rocket science. Um, but the, the truth is that grace comes and it's accessed by faith. So if you think that you can, you just kind of, well, I, I've been, I come and I sit here and I'm just kind of waiting for all of a sudden I'll become this, Lord, just give me this gift of teaching. I'll stand up and I'll be ready to go. It, it's not going to work that way. I, I, I'd like to, because if that's the, you know, because it, it's, it's, it's through him. It's through the download that he's giving you, but you have to extend yourself and, and partner with it. That's, that's really, honestly, can I just tell you, that's one of the best definitions of the word anointing I've ever read. It's, it's, it's connection. It's a partnership. When you, by faith, extend yourself to that thing that you know the Lord has put in there, it's actually the, one of the best pictures I've ever seen. It's like this. It's a joining of hands. That's what anointing is. But it requires you to extend and do your part, and then God says, okay, I can join with you in that. And that's faith. Because a lot of times you can say, well, it's just natural. Just, if you think this, what I do is natural, no. I, Robin can tell you, it's a lot of work. It, it, you know, it, it's, it, it isn't, it's, but it's the work of the Holy Spirit, though. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. There's a grace in you. And there's so much grace that's available in this church that goes way beyond just what you see up here every Sunday morning. And this gets all the attention. You know, everybody's that's speaking, all these instruments, and my loud son who plays the drum over here. You know, I mean... <laughs> All these musicians, you know, everything's cranked up on volume. And it gets all the attention of singers because they're behind microphones. But there's a lot of graces that are being used every single Sunday. And they're being used supernaturally. People are praying. 
and they're doing that supernaturally. People are changing diapers. That's supernatural. People, I mean, you can't do that unless the Holy Spirit gives you the grace to do that. I believe that. I believe you can hear from God when you're out there waving the welcome sign. I believe the Holy Spirit can speak to you when you're checking in people at the check-in stations. I believe he can speak to you as you're uh, working with youth. Well, maybe not. (laughs) So anyhow, he can speak to us in in those moments uh, because... We're doing that because we're operating in our graces. We're all parts. We all, have, we all have a place in the body of Christ. But it has to happen. We have to extend our faith to believe that he can use us to do those things. Because some of the greatest miracles that happen don't always happen right here at the, at the, the pulpit. Some of the greatest miracles that happen is when you are in your place doing what you do and something that you do just helps to change a person's life or to steer their, them in a di- different direction or to cause their mindset to be changed in some way, shape, or form. It is, I, th- I think too often we think it's all about, it has to be this public pulpit thing, and it's not. All of a sudden, God can reach down inside of somebody in a moment when you're just talking to them on Main Street because maybe your gift is exhortation, and it just comes naturally. I mean, my mom has the gift of exhortation. There's, there's people who can kind of try to encourage you. I'm telling you, get around my mom for five minutes. I'm, I'm not joking. You can talk to my She can be a total stranger. You talk to my, my mom for five minutes, and you think that you can do anything. I'm not joking. She will convince you you can take the world on. She just has a gift of exhortation. And so, you know, all of us, it's, just, it's a beautiful thing when we say, man, I get it. I'm, I have a gift. I'm going to value that, and by faith, I'm going to go out and find it. I'm going to apply myself to it. I'm going to seek it. I'm going to invest into it. I'm going to do something with it. I'm just, and as I keep doing that, and I see the value of it, more grace will come into me. More grace will come into me to do that gift that he's called me to do. First Peter says this, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. That's what this grace is for. The grace that you have to be a, part, a supernatural part of the supernatural body of Christ is to serve one another as good stewards of God's very gift. And so I know that sometimes if you're one of those people that's just kind of waiting for it to hit you, can I just encourage you today? Today's your day because um, if you're just waiting for something to stir you and hit you, the truth is, you, you know, it, it might be that you just really need to position yourself to kind of see and hear from God in a, in a lot of different settings to say, is that for me? Is that a grace that God's given me? And so um, it's kind of like, <clears throat> how many people ever go to Sam's? And you do the, the sample day at Sam's, you know what I'm talking about? Sample day at Sam's is kind of fun because you can kind of just keep going around the store and you can like get a meal for the whole day. I'm, not, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> That's abusing the system. Don't do that. I did not say that. Okay, but you know, it's kind of nice because you got all these little samples and they, you know, you see the box and it smells nice and it looks nice, but you kind of need to taste it before you buy, you know, the jumbo suitcase size of that that takes up half your, you know, storage in your house. So it's kind of nice to taste it first. And so you might be sitting here thinking, you're talking about this grace and the place and the body of Christ. I just don't know. And I hear you guys talk about signing up for stuff and I just... I'm afraid that if I go out there and sign up, you know, I, is, you guys going to like draw blood from me and I'll have to do this for 20 years. I just don't know if I can do that. Listen, it's, what we want to do is just set you up to just sample like four or five different ministries. Maybe you're just not sure. Maybe you've been in a place 
and you've been serving and it just doesn't maybe feel right. And you're thinking, ah, maybe, I, maybe the Lord just can Because sometimes there's a, 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 when we serve for a while, the Lord will deposit maybe a different grace in us. And we, maybe it's time for us to look and say, Holy Spirit, is there somewhere where you're wanting me to go? I've been faithfully serving here, but maybe you're just stirring me. So maybe you need to check something else out. Maybe you've been sitting way too long waiting for something to happen and you just really have, have just kind of gotten spiritually lazy. This is a time to say, you know what? I need to get back into the body of Christ and be at my post and be at my place and do what I'm supposed to be doing. And so come in and just sample. Say, by sampling, you're saying, I'm going to spend one week at maybe four or five different places and just come in and check it out and see what they're about, meet the leaders, see if that's for me. Maybe something will connect with me and I'll say, yes, I want to do that. That sounds right. And so, not that you have to sign up for five different ministries to do, but you're signed up to go sample five ministries. So we want to kind of encourage you to do that today. Because we know we all have a place. And I know how happy and fulfilled that we are when we are serving in that place. I know that that's what you were created for. And I know when you're not doing that, there's something missing in your life. There's a place of dissatisfaction in your life. And, and so this, it's just time for us to serve, Right? And so, but I'm also, so that, that might be maybe first time or if you're new to the church, but let me just speak to those maybe who've been serving for a while. And like I said, it might be that your heart's kind of gotten a little, maybe just you've plateaued or your heart's just kind of gotten cold toward things. And the, the Lord just maybe is wanting to remind you, esteem that gift. I put that in you. It's time for you to see the value of it. Remind yourself about how valuable that is. It's precious. It's my deposit to you. And maybe it's just kind of gotten cold because you didn't realize that there's a, an element of faith that you have to apply to it to make that gift come fully alive. And you've been thinking it's just the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, no, I need you to invest in that and do something and believe that I'm there and apply your faith to that and let that gift really come fully alive in you. So I believe I'm speaking to everybody in one way, shape, or form this morning. But the truth is we all have gifts and we're supposed to be using them for the kingdom. And so it says that in First Peter and it goes on to say, whoever speaks... As one who speaks the oracles of God, whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies. And here's the deal. In order that in everything, God may be glorified through Christ. That's our goal. Our goal is if this church is everybody's operating in their graces and places, serving one another, serving the body of Christ, and it gives, it gives glory to God. When people see this body functioning the way it does, they go, wow, God gets, that, that's clear that God is working in them. And that's what we want to see, all of us. Because the truth is, there's, you know, we have that treasure here in earthen vessels. He chose to put that treasure here. There's something beautiful and amazing and multi-splendored grace that's alive on the inside of every one of you. That is huge. That's amazing. So today, I'm just, I'm just by imploring you by the Holy Spirit, yield to it. Seek after it. You know, let it shine through you, develop it, let it come out of you, help people around you see it, and we can make a difference, not just here, but in our community. Because that's, the, that's, that's, the, that's our hope, is that if we are serving in the way that we, we're supposed to, the impact on this community, wow, it's beautiful. So here's, here's your response this morning. If you could all stand with me this morning. Simple response. You've heard everything I said, that you've been given a grace, we should esteem it, and by faith, appropriate your faith toward it. If something is stirring in you, you say, yeah, I need to do something, today's your day. We have our serve others fair. It's not just, ah, 
It's not to serve. Can I just say this? We're not doing that just to keep the machine of this church running. We do that because we know that we want to see everybody in their place that God has for them. And we want to serve our community. We want to serve one another. And we can't do that unless we're doing that. So your response today is just to go out and sign up today on Main Street, five different areas that you could sample to serve through the month of November. And just all you got to do is write your name, information on there. That leader will say, hey, can you come back next Sunday? Come in the kids' area. And you can just observe and check it out and hear the sights and sounds and smells and wonders of children. And it'll be amazing. And, and, you'll, and you'll come in and you're like, this is me. Why have I been sitting in here doing nothing? This is what I was meant to do. Maybe. Or you might say, let me check another one out next week and just sample through it. And what are you doing? You're saying, Holy Spirit, I'm positioning myself to hear from you. So that's your response today to everything that's been heard is just simply go out and, re- go out and sign up on Main Street. And God will be glorified through us. Amen. So thank you, Lord, for your word. I pray, Lord, that our hearts are ready to respond. Show us, speak to us. Thank you, Lord, for this church. May your presence and your glory go with us as we leave today. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? God bless you. Head out to Main Street and sign up.